and welcome back to the Retronomapod, a nostalgia podcast about pop culture and nostalgia. I said that wrong again. From our yeah. past, present, and future. future. I am your host, Toby. And as always, I have my co-host, Rick, here with me as well. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. How you doing? This oh, is pretty you know. wild. Living you know, the dream. Doing this live stuff, like trying this stuff out. Yes. So for our audio-only listeners, we have set up the podcast to stream. And if you guys are not a part of the Facebook page, go join it. Uh, just search Retronomapod on Facebook, and you should be able to find us. I will not be streaming the pod to Twitch or any other platform. I will not be posting it on YouTube. But we will be streaming it live on the Facebook page. So go join there. Yeah. It's not bad. I also stream video games to that channel. Yeah, they get to see us take all the sips we need to do throughout the show. <laughs> oh, I, I'm i going to... There'll be more stuff. But... Wild. Yeah, dude. Crazy week this week. Uh, we are very news-heavy. Uh, surprisingly. Yeah. For the first time in a in a few weeks here, there's actually a, quite a bit of stuff that we want to talk about, um, newsworthy-wise. But first, I have a thrift store corner. I want to break out into this before we get into anything crazy, because I actually had a yeah. good week. I started off the week with receiving my box-in manual to South Park on the N64. Oh, look Just, at that. As I yeah. said before on the podcast, I... Uh, I'm making a real push to complete a bunch of my N64 stuff and got a deal actually on those separately. I bought the box and then the manual from a separate guy. Um, I ended up paying like 14 bucks shipped for both of them. And I already had the game, so I just completed something I already had, which was cool. It's like number 15 or something, 16 in the boxes, which I'm stoked about. But the real find of uh, this week is I walked into an Easy Pond and around here. I don't know if they have Easy Ponds anywhere else. I think I've seen some down in my area, South Denver. Well, I'm I'm in like outside of Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> you dick. Oh, that's a good question. Who um, anyways, they're like a pawn shop chain. And I like Easy Ponds because you can still negotiate with them, uh, which is nice. And sometimes they're just stupid but uh i walk into the easy pond they've got all the games on a dvd rack and stuff and all the games are like five bucks so this is actually gonna be a funny story because i haven't told you yet but on the video game rack they had you know, a bunch of cannon fodder bullshit uh but one thing that i did find was ratchet and clank into the nexus for ps3 to the nexus nice. i surprisingly did not have this game so, and I'm That's a huge wild. Ratchet and Clank fan. Five dollars on that. It's anywhere from like fifteen to twenty-five bucks complete. So, got a steal on that. Uh, walked up to the counter and about about got asked to leave the pawn shop, uh, as I do. Go up to the counter and behind the counter they have a Super Nintendo and a black Nintendo Wii. Now I've been trying to pick up all the cheap oh. Wiis that I can. Uh, to mod and kind of pass out to friends and you know because i i love the wii it's awesome especially the older ones because you can play gamecube stuff on them i asked about the super nintendo i was like hey what's up with the super nintendo 
blah, blah, blah. The Super is yellowed. Uh, both front corners are cracked. It, it doesn't look great. Like, it's mm-hmm. not a good-looking Super. So she pulls it down, and she's like, uh, I was like, cords, you know, games, any anything. She's like, it has nothing. No power cord, no nothing. Oh, wow. So I'm like, okay, like... Five bucks, I'm buying the Super Nintendo. Ten bucks, I may even buy the Super Nintendo. Take the chance on it. And I flip it over, and it has $55 on it. As it's, what? And I about threw up in my mouth a little bit. So I say something to her, and she's like, well, it's collectible. I was like, man, oh. listen. It is, but it isn't. I was like, and this one looks like shit. Like, like shit. And she's like, well, if you don't want it, you don't have to buy it. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to buy it. And neither is anyone else. So keep that. I was like, you know what? Let me check out the Wii too. You know, same thing. No cords, no controllers, no games. $80 on this black Wii, dude. It's missing the top door for the GameCube ports. It's, you know, scuffed. It doesn't have a base, no cords. It's just the fucking Wii, dude. The black Wii. And... $80. $80. And so I was, just, I didn't even say anything on that one. I was like, nope, you can keep that one too, you know? And so this time, about this time, the manager walks up, or who I can only assume is the manager. And he's like, oh, like, you know, how's it going? And I was like, good, man. I was like, but I have to say, you guys got to check those prices. And the girl turns around kind of snotty. He's like, well, he doesn't like the price on the Super Nintendo. The guy's like, what do you mean? Like, I, let me go look. And he goes and pulls him. And he's like, oh, shit. Like, these definitely aren't right. And I was like, the Wii too, man. And he picks up the Wii. He's like, holy God. Gee. He's like, I don't know what's going on here. He's like, but these are definitely not the right price. And I'm just staring at this bitch. Like, <laughs> I told you. Like, yeah, I'm not stupid. So I, I'm going to check out. I'm buying my Ratchet and Clank game. At this point, I was surprised. I, I just calmed down and. I can see two Switch games behind the counter. And I wasn't wearing my glasses at this point, and I cannot read what they are. So, of course, I'm just like, hey, before we go any further, I want to check out the two Switch games. They had Goosebumps, the game, which I heard wasn't a horrible game, but the game I was really interested in, Mario Tennis Aces. Aces. I'm a huge Mario Tennis fan. I think they're some of the funnest games that you can play with your friends and stuff, especially from a sports standpoint. Mario Tennis doesn't have a price on it. Goosebumps does. Goosebumps has an $8 price tag on it. So I'm like, hey, Goosebumps is 8 bucks. Like, what's the other Switch game? You know, I'm trying not to say Mario too much and shit like that. And She's like, oh, they're the same price. Okay. Well, ring them up. Like, give me my receipt. Let me get the hell out of here. Because you got a $55 Super Nintendo and an $80 Wii, but you can't walk out of a game store with Mario Tennis for less than 30 35 yeah. Goosebumps, 15 or 20. Ratchet and Clank, 20. But you're going to tell me a broken yellowed Super is worth 55? You have no ports, uh, no controllers? That was my thrift or my my thrifty nickel pickups of the week. But added some like solid stuff into the collection was cool. And I bought something on eBay today that I'll wait for next week because I'm, I'm fucking hype on it. I f- I'm figuring eBay it. EBay, uh, eBay out. <laughs> that could be dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Do you suppose they think the, the the consoles are worth more because it is the console and not a game, whereas games are like 
oh yeah, they make millions of those. Whereas consoles, they don't make nearly as much. You think um, it's just that, or do you think it? I just think that they've heard through some sort of grapevine that these consoles are collectibles now, and you know, some people just take it to an extreme. I've seen it. You see it a bunch. You know, especially with like older people or people that did not know what it was before they were told it was expensive. So people automatically assume like, oh, it's a Super Nintendo. It doesn't matter what it looks like. If it works, these are so wanted Mm. that people will buy this straight out exactly as is. No, they won't. (laughs) But that's that's well. But hey, you got some decent games for. Yes. I walked out of there with like 21 Yeah. It was perfect. Wild. That's wild. People. It's are been nuts. a while since I've had a it, corner. It's good, man. I yeah, enjoy them because usually it is that like, you know, you're full of shit, right? But anyway, uh, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to get out of here with the cheap games and stuff. You know, busted up console. I, yeah. And I've gotten kicked out of a couple stores. I'm not going to lie. I've been asked to leave multiple game stops, a couple thrift stores. And just every once in a while, it gets under my skin. I just want to like tell someone how it is. And most people. Most people don't like it. You know, the customer is not always right, apparently. <laughs> they don't want to make money. Yeah. Like, I lower, mean, lower well, they want to make price. Yeah. I, you know, again, lower that price a bit wants. and they would have sold it, but 100%. <laughs> Crazy. Well, should we get into the weird question of the previous week? Yup. Cool, man. This one was fun because we were coming off of the, uh, the uh, uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. So we thought we'd themed it appropriately last week. So uh, uh, to pass, you must answer these questions. Three. What is your name? Toby. What is your favorite color? Green. What is your quest? To get a fat bitch named Bridget in my Fago. <laughs> Nice. Good answer. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's going to hit deep with some people. Jeez. Some people are like, that's my, that's my shit. That's my, he's going to get his shit too. I'm going to get my shit. Yeah. What's your name? Rick. <laughs> What's your favorite color? Or orange. What is your quest? Um, to figure out the air speed velocity of a land-based swallow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, that may, mm, <laughs> that's quite the quest you have there, young man. <laughs> Good luck on it. <laughs> I think I could just Google it and then boom, there we go. Okay, now, that's about. Okay. That's what I was thinking. I was like, "Are you going to be like an old timey?" Interesting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like pre Google times. Pre Google time. Are you going to have to look at an Encyclopedia Britannica? How many yeah. reports did you do growing up using strictly the A through Z Encyclopedia Britannica? A bunch, man. That was major. That was I mean, Wikipedia either, before yeah. Wikipedia. Or going to the library, finding the card catalog, using the Dewey Decimal System, that figuring out that it's, Dewey you know, Decimal. like, oh, 
you're like, okay, let's see, nonfiction A through AB, okay, and <laughs> yeah, man, BA through BN, uh, like whoa, okay, 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 okay. swallow S. W through <laughs> SWI. You're like, oh, okay, here we go. It's in yeah. here. Looks like 25 miles per hour. There we go. <laughs> it's funny because when we, we were when you proposed this question of the week, I was just like, Well, how the how am I supposed to answer this? Like, I don't understand. And about halfway through this week, I was like, I know exactly how I'm about to answer this because there's only <laughs> one quest that needs to be completed. <laughs> well, two. Including yours, but you know, it's hard to find a fat bitch named Bridget. Yeah, I mean, pro- it's probably not actually. I'd say, never mind, never mind. Anyways, <laughs> what's the speed of a swallow? <laughs> I, you know, I, I could have been taking that time to actually do what I said I was going to do, but instead, we, we never. Uh, uh, actually did that, did we? We were just kind of having fun goofing. Yeah. Oh, the goof. Uh, it looks like 31 to 40 miles per hour. Those, Yo, that's a fast-ass bird. That It's just got to grab it by the husk. The husk. <laughs> so look, if that's the case, I mean, that swallow could get that coconut like pretty far. Because even if it cut that in half, you cut their speed in half, that's still a 20-mile-per-hour bird. That's like me running full sprint, which is only for good for like, 80 feet, whereas a swallow is probably doing miles. And he can do 20 yeah. of them in an hour. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, shit, man. That's good math. It's going to get that Fago to you in no time. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a little sip or two. Uh, moving into the news, my friend, because there is some. We've got a bunch of news this week. A bunch of stuff came out this week for some reason, but kicking it off is some Lord of the Rings news. So Amazon uh, Prime a while back announced that they were going to be doing a Lord of the Rings series, and that was kind of all we were told about it. So recently, the uh, uh, OneRing.net, which is like an official, unofficial fan site that is pretty solid on their news, uh, reported that Basically, they've got a synopsis for a prequel, Lord of the Rings. Um, So according to what this basically says is it's going to be placed in the uh, second age of Middle Earth's year. So like a thousand years before the events of uh, the Fellowship of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's exciting. It's not official and... Amazon hasn't come out to officially say that what it is, but it's just the fan site's pretty reputable on getting their stuff authenticated before they put it out there. So, but it's pretty exciting. I mean, going back to Lord of the Rings with magic and might and everything else that goes along with it. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool because it shows that it's a time when the rings of power were first revealed. You know, so it makes you like. When were the Hobbit movies? When did they take place? Do you do you know off the top of your head? I think they're I think they're relatively close because it's just basically Bilbo when he's young and Bilbo's in Lord of the Rings Fellowship. So I think it's maybe at most a hundred years because of how long they all live, but it's within the same kind of time frame, I would say. It's not like thousands of years have passed between, you know, Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. 
Yeah. Well, because I guess, was Bilbo in the Hobbit movies? Yeah, Bilbo's the main. Yeah, that's what lead. I was thinking. So, yeah, yeah I can't. It's what, 100 years? Give at or most. Take, yeah. Because in yeah. Fellowship, I think he was celebrating 160th. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and man, did he age after he gave that ring up. Well, I, that, I mean, you got to draw the power. And once you take that ring off, the power is going to drain out of your body. And then you give it to Frodo, and then Frodo has his adventures, which is fun. I love those movies. Yeah. <laughs> I I just restarted. They're on Hulu now, which is kind of dope, because I just watched most of Fellowship. I, uh, I did not get all the way through it, sadly, but we got damn near close. And it's funny because, like, Fellowship was one of my least favorite of the three for reasons. But you go back and watch the first one, and it really is better than you remember every time. Yeah, it's got that thing of just kind of setting up the story, which, you know, with anything is generally like, all right, the first book is like, all right, you're just establishing characters and places and all this stuff. So it's got the burden of the weight of getting it going. But once it does, the other two just take over and it's a ride. So, yeah. It's exciting, man. I I can't wait. We can have some magic. They can have young Gandalf, maybe. I don't know, man. I'm not crazy familiar with the long ago, yeah, way before. So I'll, I'll watch it for sure. <laughs> it's a series, which makes it even cooler. Like, they're going to try to play off of, you know, a, I'm sure a Game of Thrones style with maybe less incest and rape. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, it, that's super exciting, actually. And hopefully, you know, a lot of these leak sources are pretty reputable most of the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's, that's dope. I'm excited about cool, that. man. Yeah. Uh, were you a fan of old, uh, like, 50s sitcoms, black and white sitcoms? Uh, not too much. No. 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 That's kind of that was... out of my realm. Yeah, I, I remember watching that stuff on like Nick at Night and like I Love Lucy was definitely one that uh, stood out. But recently it was announced that Nicole Kidman and uh, Javier Bardem are going to be playing the roles of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz in a Aaron Sorkin movie called Being the Ricardos. And it's kind mm -hmm. of and I mean, if you like them or hate them, whatever, Um it's kind of a cool idea for a film. You get to kind of get a behind the scenes peek of what was going on. Cause as many people know or don't know their uh, marriage was very tumultuous. Um, especially considering the time where Lucy was kind of a pioneer and, you know, <laughs> wasn't your average sitcom gal at the time. So, but no, it's going to be a movie. It's um, basically, um, the film takes place during one production week of I Love Lucy from the Monday table reads to the Friday audience filming. So, and it'll be interesting to see kind of what he does with that being Aaron Sorkin, who so he is, you know, they're doing, it's kind of like a biographies, a bio flick in a sense. Yeah. So they're not actually reproducing the show. They're reproducing no. what it was like to make the show. Yeah. They're kind of giving a, uh, a day in the life, if you will, of what it was like for the two stars back in the day. And but it's still going to be a movie. Like yeah. it's still going to, it's not like a documentary. 
Exactly. And, I have uh, a thing for Nicole Kidman. Uh, yeah. Since Moulin Bewitched. Rouge? Whew. Bewitched, dude. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. When she was in yeah. it, she did a little nose wheel thing. And whew, that's when I found out yeah. she was Australian, and it was on. Aust- yeah. When that pops out, you're like, hello. Yeah. Good Her day. And, uh, How Hugh are Jackman. You? Yeah, Hugh Jackman. man. Yeah, no shit. You ever see that movie Australia with those two in it? No. It's a long fucking movie. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> but well, it's, thanks for the heads up. Yeah, we watched it, but man, it just felt like it keeps going. It's a movie that that lasts. It's it's something else. But you know, I mean, I like Nicole Kidman. I'll watch it for sure. But yeah. uh, moving on to some video game news. Ubisoft, one of my favorite developers, you know, the guys behind like The Division or uh, Assassin's Creed, and they also did the South Park games. And yeah, uh, they're going to be doing an open world Star Wars game. No more, no, not many much more details than that, but that's open world Star Wars game. Fucking awesome. My question is if they're going to do like the recent one with like Jedi Order, if they're going to just make up a character to kind of you're playing as this unknown but you get to kind of go through iconic scenes or oh you get to oh you get to interact with rtd2 and c3po or or what they're going to do with it yeah i'm curious because jedi fallen order was a respawn game uh yeah respawn being who made uh titanfall if you'd ever played those a great great campaign games it's no surprise they're also the makers of uh, apex legends for any yeah. multiplayer guys but jedi was apparently really really good oh uh, you know, i heard game, a lot of good man. things about that one i like that game a lot oh i remembered anyways no. <laughs> uh <laughs> it just happened to be in this article you know, I'm. You're right. I, I. What do they do there? Because Jedi was kind of an open world game. I mean, it was linear in this in how you played the story, but it was big. Yeah. You know, do they? Did you ever play Knights of the Old Republic? I cracked that open recently, and just the age of it shows that when I was playing it, it was just when you're hitting invisible walls and stuff in yeah. games. It's frustrating, so I just couldn't. What uh, about put the time into it? The Star Wars MMO. Did you try that? No, nah, man. The Star mm-hmm. Wars MMO was actually very good. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I had a max level character on on Star Wars, and I never played anything like super end game, but it was a very good Star Wars game, and they kind of did familiar places with a new story. A lot of the original faces from those original, well, they used a lot of stuff from all six of those movies, but it yeah. it played really well. And I I think personally, I would be more interested in like an MMO style Star Wars game again versus like a single player narrative open world game because mm. assumably it's going to be like an Assassin's Creed style, which is probably fun, but it's not going to attract people like me because like, I'm not a huge star Wars fan. I love star Wars, but like, that's not 
It's not my mainstay. I am very interested in playing a Jedi that gets cooler shit as he levels up, but I also want mm. like multiplayer aspects. Like I want that battlefront aspect or, you know, an MMO aspect. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious on what they do with that. I mean, at least it's Ubisoft, which is a good start. Yeah. So, they keep pointing out the fact that, you know, the studio that's doing it is the guys who did the division, which has that aspect of multiplayer where you could be running around. Next thing you know, you're getting joined with other people who are just happening playing at the same time. So you're like, yeah, oh, you want to go do this mission? True. Let's do it. So it could be that that's why they kind of tap these guys because they know they can do that. Because it would be cool to be able to run around and next thing you know, uh, oh, Toby's on. Hey, Toby, you want to jump on and we'll go storm the castle, so to speak? Or, you know, or even like a, yeah, like a division, like a destiny style where there's still, you know, dungeon instances and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a raid. Boy. Like, imagine being yeah. able to, like, the, the first raid that comes through is you running into the Death Star. And having to merc Darth Vader as the end boss. And that's the raid. Um, Four man raid. (laughs) My question also on top of that is like, how are they going to do it? Because you've got the Jedi and Sith, which are both have their own skill sets. But then you also have other ones like, what if I want to be a smuggler? What if I want to be a pilot? You know, like, are they going to have different classes that you could play where you can yes you could go and most people would probably go either jedi sith because who doesn't want to wield lightsaber but you might have folks out there who are like han solo's my dude so i'm gonna go that way or chewbacca's the way i want to play i want to be the tank who's up front using a bow caster taking them all out you know so the way that they would do it in my opinion is you would still do like a jedi sith thing uh Mm -hmm. but they would be factions and you wouldn't necessarily have Mm. to be a jedi i mean it would be the republic or uh the rebels right yeah, and you would do your factions, and like each thing, like a Chewbacca's race would fall as part of the Republic, you know, or probably no, they the would rebels. be probably with the Rebel- yeah, rebels. Rebel. Yeah, the imp- I always the, get them mixed the up because the Republic is the bad guy. But you, but that's the thing though. Like even planets can be split where they're not, you know, they're with the Empire because the Empire is trying to protect, protect Empire. quotes, oh, forty Jesus. quote fingers, uh. Or, I don't know, it's a weird thing, man. There's, it's yeah. complicated. It, or can you play as like a gray Jedi, which is, or a gray light user where they're in between Sith and Jedi. So they kind of live on their own rules, you know, like. Did you play Fallen Order? Yes. There was a way for you to go like good and bad, right? Like the old school Fable games. It's all choices. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good concept. Respawn it's did it right. Concept. I'm I'm yeah. curious on what what Ubisoft will do with that. Yeah, interesting, fun news. What I was Star mentioning Wars. earlier, since we're yeah, on yeah. this and open world games, the other one that I was thinking of is Bethesda came out and said that they are making an open world Indiana Jones game, which I'm kind of excited for. Because you get to beat up Nazis, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it's the same developers as Wolfenstein, which makes that even better. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, you know, so like, of course, they've got history and fucking Nazis up. So yeah, it, it's another part of the, the Lucasfilms games label. And assumably they're doing it because they're oh. going to want a new Indiana Jones movie, which Bethesda. is interesting to think about. 
because they're not going to have Shia do it. Yeah. And Harrison Ford's kind of showing his age. He's going to do one more movie and he's out. I'm sure he's going to do like Force Awakens and just be like, all right, this is my last one. You know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is he even going to want to touch Indiana Jones at this point? It's, I mean, you could get like a kick ass voice actor out there who can probably do a pretty good um, Harrison Ford. But what uh, about the movie? Because you oh, know the they're going to push a movie. Well, they're already working on a movie. Uh, uh, Disney, Lucasfilm, and all them are, are working on, and I think Spielberg is involved as well. They're working on doing another one that'll probably be out before this game, I would expect, or they're trying to do it in tandem where here's the movie. Hey, guess what? Now that you've seen that, the movie, go home and play the adventure. That's what yeah. I was thinking too, yeah, but they they've just released Bethesda just talked about doing it. I mean, this game's easily yeah. two to four out. For sure. So, and I'm sure the movie's coming before that. But interesting things nonetheless. The fact that we're gonna get a new Star Wars open world and an Indiana Jones game before too long. That's exciting. It's exciting it for is. storytellers. Truly. Especially with Bethesda doing a Indiana Jones, it makes me really wonder because they're not gonna do some cookie cutter, no. you know movie game it's not gonna be like exactly it's not gonna be a 15 hour playthrough but it's not i don't know what if they did go as deep as like skyrim or something and made a world that huge where you're playing a guy who's kind of helping take down this nazi force with supernatural oh you got to find the grail but also the ark of the covenant or what have you you know and at the end it all ends with aliens (laughs) yeah right you know, like, let's go swing on those vines. Let's see what happens, you know. I'll be down. <laughs> yeah, it's... Because that one would have to be a single player because, like, in reality, all you're getting is a revolver and a whip. Yeah. Like, you don't have... You don't have too much. At, at most, you might have a, a a a very early machine gun, which wouldn't be anything more than just a three-shot burst or something. Unless it's part of, like, a secret club that Indiana Jones belonged to of, like, archaeological treasure hunters, and you're just part of that clan, like the Skull and Bones clan. They have a spear of destiny that grants them godlike powers. The only spear of destiny I recognize (laughs) is Constantine. Keanu Reeves. That's right. Yep. That's right. (laughs) Moving along. Speaking of speaking of aliens so um they just released a you know the the oh, what do they call it the cares act bill um where essentially everybody gets stimulus and they're helping out businesses and everything well some very tricky people sneaky people uh snuck in there that in 180 days the united states intelligence agencies had to tell congress what they knew about ufos holy <laughs> shit <laughs> I did not see this until you had posted this. It's wild. And this is where things like politics really pisses me off. And we're not going to dive deep into politics side of this. But I'm going to tell you is that this bill that they passed was literally to help the American people <laughs> with COVID things. And somehow this is how politicians get past their little loophole is they slide shit like this in there. Yeah. Given it is a very interesting thing, but what do aliens have to do with COVID relief? It doesn't. 
But who doesn't want that information? Some this person is crazy. was like, some senator was like, you know what? I still want to know about these UFOs. I know there's more to it. And so inside of a, uh, tucked inside of a committee comment section of the Intelligence Authorization Act. Bullshit. They just snuck right in there. Just whoop, 180 days. Give us all you got. And apparently they've been leaking stuff slowly, kind of putting little tidbits, but it reads in such like non-linear things that you really have to break it down. And they're doing things like they're putting the information out there without outright putting it out there. If that makes sense. I don't know. It, it's pretty wild. It's so weird, but luckily for us, it is an unclassified, an unclassified file that they have to put out to Congress. The, pr the problem is, is I already just don't trust the government like that. And whatever comes out, I'm like, this isn't all of it. There's no way that this is all of it. Like, you guys know more than what you're putting out. But they kind of released some stuff last year with, like, the Tic Tac video and Captain Favor and everything. And uh, Tom DeLong, lead singer Blink-182, is a root cause for all that stuff getting declassified. Because he's big alien guy, runs a program called To the Stars Academy, where yeah. that's what he pushes. And he wholeheartedly believes that there are aliens. I mean, I believe that there are aliens, but he believes that there are aliens here. Like, yeah. they've came, they're here. Uh, they're here. They've been here. They've been watching. <laughs> this is nuts. And the fact that it came on the hills of a CARES Act bill, and you're right. Somebody out there was just, like, looking around over his shoulder. He's like... They're not going to read this. They just read the terms of service and signed it on the yeah. bottom, you know? Basically, yeah. They put it in such like, and I can only imagine, I'm sure those bills are thick as they can be. And the poor interns who are sifting through it all, who are getting paid nothing to do it. They're yeah. like, all right. And this, uh, all right. Yeah, we read through it. Looks good to us, Senator. Yeah, it's great. You just got to sign off on it. <laughs> yeah, this is nuts. And then they're all like, this one's for you, Tom. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love your music. <laughs> yeah, because now it's yeah. like people our age getting in there that grew up on Blink One Eighty Two, and they're like, "Do you guys know who this guy is? <laughs> How does he know so much shit?" That's the lead singer of Blink One Eighty Two. We just told him that aliens existed. Like yeah. this is trippy. This is like yeah. Kim Kardashian legitimately getting people out of jail as a lawyer. Okay, that's so happening true. too. Yeah, she's getting them out. All right, we're we're on video. Oh shit! That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. Moving on. <laughs> that's crazy, though. I, you know, again, this this podcast isn't to talk about aliens unless it's shit like that. And then, as as people that want to know, that believe, yeah, I want to know that stuff. And we're going to talk about cryptid shit from time to time because it's super interesting. It is so damn cool to know that they're, that it's not just human beings and animals and insects and stuff. It's like, no, there's more freaky shit out there. And who doesn't want that? Uh, yeah, 100%. But, yeah, good times. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, I got a business proposition for you. But we got to wrangle up $2 million at least. Only two million? Only two million. All oh, right. So walk, check dude. this out. Hit me. So um it looks like the Lizzie Borden house. Nope, I'm out. Uh, 
Oh. <laughs> Damn, I, I was hoping I would have had you for a second longer. Might have. <laughs> side of the 1892 axe murders is listed for sale for two million dollars two million that's crazy where it is, is it but it uh massachusetts mass okay i was thinking connecticut for some reason but um, it's a seven bedroom it's not just a house though it's a business because this thing the former uh, uh um owners of the house also started a museum in it or no no an airbnb right what out of it if i remember correctly hang on give me a second let me double check uh listening part of the okay tour it's a museum okay museum okay. Not an airbnb. i was like My fuck bad. that airbnb <laughs> oh no it's both it's bed and breakfast and for tours oh my god so two million dollars so you're not just getting a house you're getting a business it's a return on investment almost immediately because who doesn't want to go to Massachusetts and walk through a spooky house? The problem is the people that it's going to attract is not the clientele that I necessarily want to have. And that's nothing against people that want to stay in axe murderer houses because <laughs> you can do whatever you want. But I don't want to be the reason that you get to stay in an axe murderer's house. How pissed do you think people would be if we bought that house and then burned it down. Oh. <laughs> I mean, just like sign the title, pour gasoline, throw the title on it, burn it down. Burn it down and then pop up a, a, a video game retail shop. I wouldn't even pop anything up. I would just leave it in ashes until the oh. wind and rain swept it all away. Be like, this is what remains of the Lizzie Borden devil house. Yeah, it would be... Uh... I'd be down for it for sure. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I see. I would keep it up because I, I would. That attracts the kind of people I'm totally into. I would be one that would be like, I want to stay there. I mean, Tiff wouldn't probably stay with me, but you know, she'd be at the well, Best Western down the road. Yeah, me and Tiff would be at the Best Western because Daisy would be like, I want to stay, and I'd yeah, be like, Bye. Be like, Let's see what happens. Let's have some cocktails and see see what hell happens. No. Like, hell no. I look. No, no, two million. That they, it's going to go fast, right? I mean, yeah, yeah they, it, they've already got interest in it and all that. And I'm sure by the time that we're recording this, there's probably already a deal gone through where they're making twice. Hopefully, that because even you if know? we had two million, I would not like. We've already got plans, and I'm yeah. not going <laughs> to let Lizzie Borden's crazy ass interrupt those. But so, how cool would it? be to have like a lizzie borden slash retro nomapod video game I mean, retro i mean we could sell old murder instruments and nintendo games synergy synergy yeah i would never close i would only open <laughs> like, never close I would not be here by myself ever the store opens at daylight it ends at nighttime i'm not being there at night <laughs> There's murdered people in there. <laughs> There's murdered people in there. I can only imagine how haunted that place is with all the death that's happened there and the misery. But yeah, that's on crazy. to more fantastical news. Chris Evans, our dear sweet Captain America himself, who who we thought had stepped away from the role after Endgame. Yep, turns out. He's signing a contract to come back and reprise his role as Cap. How great is that? <laughs> I mean, and that's cool. That's cool. It works. I, look, 
I'm not a huge Captain America fan. I wasn't a big fan of him in the movies. Not I'm I, I shouldn't even say big fan. I am indifferent to Captain America. That being said, Chris Evans is the epitome of Captain America. Like, I mean, he is the the pretty white dude from the Midwest that should be Captain America. He's America. He is but America. Does this one tick my clock into the excited one? No. It's just like, hey, do you want to make eight billion more dollars, Chris Evans? And he's like, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I know. I suppose. Yeah. It's a, All right, don't, I guess. You know, you're pulling my chain. Is it going to uh, be a wheelbarrow or is it going to be one of those armored trucks? <laughs> I do like the fact that we're continuing on with the same people because I'm going to be disappointed if they ever replace our, you know, RDJ as Iron Man or. Well, he's dead. Yeah. Well, well, we don't fucking know that. They have time travel. <laughs> Dr. Strange isn't dead, motherfucker. <gasps> Son of a bitch. Conspiracies. He's uh, not going to. Re- no. <laughs> Anyways, go that's, that's a rabbit hole I don't want to touch right now. <laughs> Such but that's cool. I mean, Again, like Chris Evans coming back, that it just it, it also tells to us that something's Cap. in the work. You have to watch the other Cap movies. You will get an appreciation for his character after you watch his. his I've watched movies. one of them, the one where he beats the shit out of Iron Man. What is that, Winter Soldier? <sighs> yeah, Civil War. Civil War. Yeah, I've seen that one. I've seen him beat the shit out of Iron Man, and I was just like, "Fuck you, Captain America." Yeah, like now nah, you. But no, he's coming back. He's going to be kind of in a, you know, Robert Downey Jr. role where he's just kind of popping up in films and, you know, making a little like, yeah. Cameos. I don't know. Yeah, basically. And I'm cool with that. Hey, you know what? Give him a pile of money. And if we get to see old Cap come back and be like, well done, citizen, I'm all for it. Well done, (laughs) citizen. (laughs) Uh, And other super movie. Uh, heroes coming back into the fold. Um, so we already know that Michael Keaton is coming back to the Batman series through the flash because they're going to be doing the multiverse. We don't know the extent of the role, but we know that he is coming back. This is kind of prompted that there's talks that Tim Burton might be coming back to help direct and kind of end his little trilogy Oh, okay. Because he did the first two, right? Yeah, he did Batman and Batman Returns. Yeah. Um, And to have Michael Keaton come back, and basically there's talks that it might be for Batman Beyond, which is really freaking cool, especially if you have an older Bruce Wayne, especially Michael Keaton, you know, being the gruff, like, uh, whatever, no-nonsense guy. Like, it'd be really cool to see him pick up the role of Bruce Wayne to tutor uh, Terry McGinnis, who is... You know, the Batman of year, oh man, I put myself in the quarter, like 2099 or something like that. I don't know the exact date because whatever, but <laughs> it opens up the possibility with them doing this multiverse to be able to do these kind of one-off movies to kind of finish out, you know, their dreams yeah. or their ideals of where they were going to take it or just kind of cool concepts like Batman Beyond where we can get a new Batman but it's not the Batman we know. It's Batman Beyond, which has a whole other like series of awesome stuff that he yeah. goes through. And some of the episodes he does are very futuristic, very that. So it'd be cool to see what Tim Burton would do with a futuristic style, you know? It's also one of those things that, like, coming from a DC side, like, this is what you got. You know, like, you got Batman. That's 
<laughs> that's your moneymaker. You know, do it good. Be better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and looking back, those Batman movies were huge for me growing up. Yeah. You know? Ridiculous. Like the first one was so out of left field. They did that thing of hiring. Oh, what's Mr. Mom going to be able to do as Bruce Wayne and Batman? And yeah. the next thing you know, this is my movie. Yeah. This is the one. And then Batman Returns come out. And that's the one I, I prefer that one over Batman just because everything in it is so over the top. The Penguin and Catwoman and all that is so is it, like, The Riddler's in that one too, right? No, that's no, Batman that's first Forever. One. And that's oh, when. That's the third one. That's the third one. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So in that. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a whole other creative team. Yeah. Because that, that was like nine over. years later or something, right? Seven <laughs> years something later. like that yeah yeah but yeah it's cool stuff i mean tim burton uh michael keaton back together if they're not going to do a beetlejuice 2 shit let them do another batman did that movie. get I'm cool shit on because i heard that was rumored at one point that thing's always been rumored i think that thing's been rumored since the 90s god that'd be god it'd be cool i think i'd be okay with that me too man the ghost with the most coming back to yeah it's always good to see tim burton doing stuff especially after the couple things that he's had come out this year or not this year but lately you know you want him to come back strong with something and why not give him back batman that's i'm good with that i mean he couldn't he couldn't do any worse than batman and robin is all i'll say to that <laughs> i mean he did put out <laughs> dumbo but i why you don't need humans to tell Dumbo's story? Dumbo isn't about the people; it's about the elephant. That That's fly. all you need. Yes. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I I'm not a huge on what they did with that. And the irony of taking like a shot at like a theme park owner, and yet you're making a film where a lot of their success came from opening up these big theme marks. I mean, come on. Like, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But that is actually nuts, though. It's... You want to talk about some nuts, though. This John Dillermond character over in Sweden. I have not looked at this, okay? I see what the link says, and I want you to explain to me what this is because my imagination is really okay here we go john dillerman has an extraordinary penis oh so extraordinary in fact that it can perform rescue operations etch murals hoist the flag and even steal ice cream from children holy shit yeah yeah this is a this is a television show that is being brought uh out over uh 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 over in Sweden, that's aimed for ages four to eight years old. It's a kid show? It's a kid show. Uh, why? Why? Because sometimes you've got to teach kids that, hey, your penis belongs in your pants. Oh. <laughs> uh. Oh, my God. He has to overcome hardships and challenges with his record-breaking genitals. As you probably can guess, this has stirred some controversy about what should be and shouldn't oh, be. Oh, no way. Kids kids programming. Weird, right? I mean, my, my dad showed me Porky's growing up. 
you know. So oh, that scene, that I, scene. The problem, okay. <laughs> let me play devil's advocate on the show for a second. This yeah. is gonna make big dick people feel self conscious because you're not a prehensile. T- prehensile it's gonna be dick. cumbersome. They're gonna show him like tripping over it, or I don't know. Somehow, some way, they're gonna make big. Di- that's that's gonna be the next news story we hear about this show. Is that big dick people want to take it off the air because it's bringing them on a bad light? This like this is crazy. In the in the picture they show, up top, the dude's dick is like fourteen feet long and is pouring gas on a barbecue grill. Yeah, you got to get the tip of his dick. Yeah, he's squeezing that bottle. He's getting the juices out. Is it clay? It kind of looks like the style might be clay from from what it looks like. I haven't seen any. I haven't watched any videos oh, of it or anything. This one makes my head like hurt. Clay animation. And I don't know. I want to check it out because it seems goofy, even though I won't understand a single word they're saying because it's it's a uh, different. But the name Dillermond is Diller is slang for penis and Mond is man. So his name is literally John Penis Man. <laughs> <laughs> Why? But this is because it even says this is categorically not a show about sex. To pretend it it is projects adult ideas on it. I I just it just how about you just tell kids to keep their dick in their pants? Well, you do it by making an animated show that says, hey, keep your dick in your pants. But what I'm seeing is, is in this animated show is that you can have your dick out of your pants as long as it's covered. Because his dick just matches the rest of the clothes that he's wearing. So if I make like a like a blue jean <laughs> suit jacket for my dick, can I have it outside of my... my well, it's not outside, technically. It's just form-fitting. I mean, te- technically, I, if you just don't see it, like, hmm. who's to know? It's like... Vacuum sealed bicycle shorts. <laughs> Let me uh tell you something I don't want to be part of pop culture moving along. <laughs> Mr. John Penis Man. We'll see. I'm gonna keep an eye on this because oh, it's the- hard. His dick's gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> that was too many um, puns. <laughs> the uh um that's cr- that's the programming crazy. body basically came out to defend it by saying we could have easily had it about a woman with no control over her vagina. <laughs> That's how they responded to the criticisms. <laughs> I just. Mm, this one makes my head hurt. dude. Like, I just this don't. One, I don't. How. How does this get past anyone? Like when you when you bring this pitch idea up to the table how did this just not get laughed out of the boardroom because the the creator was like hey approach this from a child's mindset they don't look at their penis as something sexual they they look at it for what it is and how funny would it be if it was an extraordinarily long penis doing crazy things and he gets into antics and in trouble to the point where at some point in the show, a lady or somebody comes up to him and says, Hey, John, put your dick in your pants. Oh my God. I just I just don't think this needs to be taught because 
kids are so intertwined with the internet nowadays that like six year olds have iPads and no porn memes before I do. And I grew up with fucking internet. Bad internet, but internet. Like these kids don't know what it's like to wait for a nude picture to load. Like they have no idea. They don't they'll never know the weird thrill of jerking of stumbling, off to a magazine. Of of like coming across the bag of like somebody's porn that they threw out and you're like, what's this? A bag full of VHS and dirty mags? Okay. <laughs> I never came across any of that. People talk really? about that. Like they just like ran into porn in the woods. I don't know where you guys were hanging out, but well, like I just steal porn from like my kid. brother. <laughs> you know, and it was in magazines. And there was, you know, like I remember getting Maxims and stuff, and that was like whew, Yeah. You're like this on point. And now and I can these- search in you and Google and just everybody. Yeah. Like, I mean, everybody. <laughs> you put in a letter and it's like, here's all the weird fetish stuff that's out yeah. there that includes this letter. And you're like, oh, okay, that's fair, but John yeah. Dillerman. You keep an eye on that show. I will not. <laughs> I'll keep my eye on his one eye. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Thanks for turning in, everybody. Uh, well, from one extraordinary large thing to another, <laughs> Godzilla versus Kong has been moved up. It originally was going to come out in May. And is getting moved up to March 26th. How sweet is that? This Two one we early. can get on HBO Max too, right? Yeah. yeah. They're going to release it uh, same day uh, theater and HBO Max. So it's like best of both worlds, depending if you're a movie goer or if you've got a sweet setup at home. I'm this, this, this is cool. This is cool. Yeah. yeah. Old monster movies are awesome. The old Godzilla movies are better than the King Kong ones, but the Agreed. fight is there. Like, and that they released a post or uh, not a poster. Yeah. I guess poster. They released a picture this week of like Kong punching Godzilla. And it looks sick. Like, I mean, they're, they're size wise. They're a perfect matchup. I, I'm kind yeah. of hyped for this. I may, I may have to get HBO for this one. Yeah. With the last movie, King of, um, king of the monsters that godzilla movie man they already introduced like all these other creatures so it's like you're already setting it up where you're gonna have these kind of big battle royales especially against the two iconic ones being king kong and godzilla it's so dang rad i'm i'm excited for it this is one that's like this is the movie that needed to be made a while ago and we're getting it now and they're moving up the slate too well the last one i watched was uh was it Shadow Island? Skull? Oh, the Skull Island. Skull Island. Yeah, that was yeah. the last one that I watched. That was and, cool. Man, yeah, it was fine. Nothing to write home about. But King Kong fighting fucking Godzilla. I am in it. Burn that fool's hair yeah. off. Does he just look like a big human after Godzilla burns all his hair off? <laughs> he looks like one of the Titans from Attack on Titan. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just a weirdo. I, I will say that HBO Max is like they haven't had it right now. Like they're they're yeah. f- really figuring some stuff out over there at HBO. Well, it's 
it's under that new man well not new management basically their new direction of like really utilizing the streaming service with unfortunately with the coronavirus stuff still lingering it's like well we let's do this you know and talking to other producers because this one was mostly funded by legendary pictures so who knows and you know with the success of this might dictate where dune stands you know if they're going to do the dual release or not and i feel like that's kind of a big part of why they're doing this to kind of tread the test the waters to see is this the way we go with an even bigger movie that is dune that's you true know? i didn't think so. about it that way that that's an interesting viewpoint on it yeah so, that means that one we're gonna have to watch I'm not going to lie. Maybe we'll try to figure out how to do one of those watch parties on a movie yeah. like that. That'd be fun. For sure. Yeah. God damn. That's a lot of news. And we got one more. I got one more for you. We got one more. Yeah. <gasps> Something I'm actually pretty excited about <laughs> is this past year they released that they are making a Harry Potter game. And Woo! you play as a... And this... If I'm not mistaken, I'd have to double check, but I believe that it's based before, like way before, like oh, it's Hogwarts man. in like the 1500s, 1800s, Sorry, 1800s. Okay. So 200 years before Harry Potter yeah, and it's an RPG looks badass, but they did delay it until 2022. That's cool. Delay that shit. Take your time developing this thing. Make sure it's not good. We don't need another Cyberpunk 2077 that gets released earlier than it should with the bugs and all the other stuff, especially a franchise like Harry Potter. Yes. If you mess that up, you won't make another game ever. <laughs> no, no. And what's cool is the Harry Potter community came out and was like super supportive of them delaying it. Uh, I think it was mm -hmm. supposed to come out sometime in the end of this year. Uh, but them delaying it, like I said, it was it was not met with backlash. You know, the community was just like, take your time. Like, we understand yeah. how this is for you guys, and I'm sure it's horrible. Like, put out a good game, especially a Harry Potter game in an RPG style would just oh, be fuck. amazing. That makes I'm me down. super stoked for it because I hope they have it where the leveling system is basically you going to these various classes and basically performing spells and shit. Like, oh, we're going to potions class. You're going to learn how to, uh, what is that, pull the mandrake or whatever, and you yeah. have to learn to do it without making them scream or some shit. Yeah. Like, come on. You can't tell me that wouldn't be a blast in a video yeah, game. Yeah, Wingardium Leviosa and shit. Like, yeah, it would sure. be sick. And then you would put it in real-world applications. Like, again, I have this thing for, like, dungeon-style games where I want to, like, do RPG stuff and then take it out and yeah. run through, like, a scenario and be like, oh, I'm fucking go mess up some Dementors <laughs> out here, you know? <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, it delayed till 2022, but something I'm going to definitely keep an eye on because I'm super excited for that Harry Potter game. It's supposed to come in across all systems. That is going to be a day one buy for me. I'm, I'm pretty sure. What if like character creation is you basically going down a Dagagon alley? I yeah. probably messed that up. Diagon. Um, but you like have to go to like, um, the wand shop. And, you know, the wand has to choose you, but really you kind of get to choose yeah. your cool wand. And then you have to go find your broom. Like, God, it just, I'm yeah, excited. You get to for choose an owl that. or a rat or a cat, <sighs> you know, like going. And I, I assume that's kind of how they're going to do it is, uh, you know, from the start, you, 
I know that they had said that you're going to do the sorting hat like when you get yeah. there. And I'm curious on how that's going to work if they're going to make it to where you pick characteristics before like in your character oh, creation. That's interesting. And that determines what house you get put in or if it's going to be like choose your house, you mm-hmm. know, and the sorting hat's going to follow. Which hopefully it does it by like a like a 25 or 50 question questionnaire. Yeah. That would be sick. Like you you link your Pottermore account. Well, maybe not link it, but like do like the Pottermore where you answer all the questions and do that kind of shit. That would (sighs) actually be really sick if they like teamed up with Pottermore and was like you could import a Pottermore file or something. Like just link your accounts to, you know, to port key games and Pottermore and they'll upload it. That would be sick. That's a good idea. You should you should email copyright that patent that email. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah, that's somebody. the money that we're gonna buy our uh, Lizzie Borden house with. <laughs> there we go. This is this is the future. <laughs> e- either way, the game's delayed until t- shit. 20 twenty two sounds so far away, but like it's delayed till next year. It's yeah. It's. <laughs> It's not that big of a deal, especially if they can do some really cool yeah. interest. I mean, just the fact that if you're able to roam the halls at Hogwarts and be able to be on That's those be ever-shifting sick. stairs and like, oh, man, there's so many aspects that they could do where they could get to such a granular level. Like we've seen it in the movies, but you can go so much deeper because you're physically... Uh, uh, moving around a student that's learning the... Oh, my God, I'm so excited for this game. It's not even out. It's going to be and the great. possibilities. I'm hyped for it. I'm fucking excited as shit, my dude. I tell you what, man. It's been a couple weeks since we've been able to to really talk about a lot of stuff. And we've yeah. left stuff out this week. Like, I have stuff sitting on the back burner that I was just like, nah, not important. Yeah. We're good. That, that, was, got- uh, that was quite the run we just had. Fuck, that's so good. But, so... That- Go ahead. Yes, please. The day of this recording, the icon, the legend, Betty White herself turns 99 years old. That's crazy. Oh, my God. That's crazy. 1922 is when she was born. That's how forever ago. They were just making cars. Yeah, they couldn't. Horse drink. and buggies were still the main mode of transportation. Yeah, something. <laughs> you know, some of the best memes. First of all, happy birthday, Betty White. Yeah, fucking ninety nine. Get it? We can only hope, right? Yeah. The best thing that's ever came out of all the Betty White survival stuff is I saw a meme that said we really have to start thinking about the kind of world we're going to leave behind for Betty White. Because <laughs> she's like Invincible. part cockroach and she's going to outlive, outlive us all. She's immortal. Yeah. yeah, hopefully. Because it's going to... Look, you think this past year was real shitty? Wait till Betty White dies. They're going to be motherfucking riots in the street. <laughs> People rattling cages. So, <laughs> Betty White, I mean, look. First of all, there is no way we could ever go through her discography or not discography, her like career. Her her career is expansive. She's been in so many things. She's been 
she's an institution within Hollywood itself. Like she did a lot for women's rights within the studio system and stuff as much as she could. Uh, it's amazing. Like 80 years in an industry that when you age out at a certain age, being a woman, but she's done it and she's done it successfully for so many years. Wild. It wow. It's crazy. Something that's cool that I didn't realize. She was the fourth mayor of Hollywood. <laughs> Honorary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you kind of look at like, even if you look, she started in 1939. She, she became an actress in 1939 in the entertainment. If you're looking at her career, you see 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010. Like, she never stopped. And it was, you know, for me, and I'm sure it's the same as you, my mainstay for Betty White was Golden Girls. Yes, that show was... Sex in the City before Sex in the City. It's, oh my goodness! And, uh, You're in right. My opinion, so much more enjoyable because they're they're grannies, but man, they are awesome. They're hilarious. Yeah, there and, was really only one slut where the other one, like Sex in the City, everyone was complaining about how slutty they were and it wasn't working. Yeah. I I definitely have no no idea because I've yeah I've never seen Sex in the City, but I've watched a bunch of Golden Girls. A bunch of Golden Girls. And, you know, it's really just, it, it's really just Blanche, right? Like everyone yeah, else is kind of good. She's, she's so overtly like, oh, let's get it on. Whereas everybody else is like, oh yeah, we've got relationships with people, but it's super low key. Like the imagine you, your, your grandparents, you know, are where they're like hold hands and that's like, ooh, whereas Blanche is over here, you know, trying to get the, the pool boy or, you know, John Dillermond. Yeah. John, oh my God. <laughs> yeah it's and you're right she did so much stuff for like women in that that entertainment industry even to the point in 83 she became the first woman to win a daytime emmy yeah you know 1983 before a woman wins a daytime emmy yeah it, it, isn't that like soap operas weren't soap operas big at that point i think so i'd, I'd imagine at least get it going yeah Cause that was kind of like the end of the housewife era. You know, you get mm. into the early eighties and everything. And like, now it's not so, so wrong for a woman to be, you know, a business lady and everything. She yeah. doesn't necessarily have to sit at home, you know, and get it to, all. Have yeah. It all. To see, to see a girl, you know, run, get an Emmy for something that no other woman ever has, you know, I'm sure it opened the doors along the way for them to just kill. Yeah, and she's also the first woman to produce a sitcom, a show called Life with Elizabeth, uh, which is one reason why she actually got the honorary title of Mayor of Hollywood in 1955. Okay. Which is amazing. That happened a lifetime. I mean, hell, even her winning the, winning the Emmy, I was one when she did that. So, like, she's one of those people, sort of like Stan Lee, where they've always been the older version of themselves where we knew them from golden girls, but they had this career, but it's so much like with so much ale on it that oh, it's just wild. <laughs> Something else that's and, absolutely insane. Oh, go ahead. No, you're good. Oh, she was also the oldest 
host of Saturday Night Live at 88. She hosted SNL at 88. She killed it. 2010. She killed it. <laughs> at 88. Like, that's, that's insane. Yeah, it's... The, it is wild that her highlights and everything are from, like, every single decade since the starting of, like, Hollywood. You know, like, she's been involved in it. Like, every aspect... Whether it's voiceover or TV or films, like she's done it all. She's produced stuff and all that. And yet she wants to go down as a humanitarian and her, and her work with pets, which is amazing. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's one of those things that, like, for me growing up in like the 90s and the 2000s, you know, Betty White was not like a, like, you knew of her, but by that time that she was doing, like, hit or miss stuff, and as you got older, you'd catch, you know, or when you were younger, we'd catch episodes of, you know, the Golden Girls and stuff, and, and I'll be honest, I didn't appreciate it, you know, at that time, it's just like, oh, we're going to watch this old show, and now as an adult, I've watched probably 80% of that entire series twice, you know, and it's just, you're right, like, the the... How good that show was, I could only imagine what it was like watching her kill it and not even being the main star in Golden yeah. Girls, but to come out in 2021 and be the saving grace and what makes the world go round <laughs> for us. You know, like yeah. if Betty White, we have to protect her at all costs. She yeah. has to be protected. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, yeah she's just an icon that has been around 99 oh, man that's crazy that man. mainstay where she was never the leading if you want to call it the friend role or whatever or just being the grandma or whatever but she always killed it it was like oh betty white's in it well she's gonna hold her business down like you know it the movie's not bad because of her it's probably because of other people in it like yeah just amazing just amazing it, it really is crazy and if you guys i mean if you guys haven't seen golden girls if i was going to tell you to watch anything that she was in go watch that yeah she has so many books too one jesus <laughs> she she published a book in 1983 called betty white's pet love how pets take care of us yeah it's She's no slouch when it comes to things. She has constantly stayed busy. I mean, she still stays busy. Yeah. And she's 99 years old. Like, she makes the rest of us look like a bunch of just. Yeah, man. I, I just, <laughs> you know? I'm not going like, to be able to keep up with her. But I may have to go watch a bunch of Golden Girls now. Damn. Yeah, I think so. Celebrate her birthday as such. Yeah. Happy <laughs> birthday, Betty White. Uh, hold on. <laughs> My <laughs> voice mod's being a pain right now. I was trying to get oh, sound oh, effects. Man. Edit it out. Sound Continue effect. on. Um, yeah. So, um, every once in a while, we like to, uh, you know, throw things against each other and see who would win. And this week, kind of touching on sitcom stars and other aspects of that, I thought would it would be fun to do two families, two animated families. 
That being the long-running Simpsons and Family Guy. Ooh. The Simpsons retake, if you will. <laughs> I mean, they really are two staples when it comes to, you know, an animated television. So Simpsons, I grew up with. I mean, yeah, I, we can, can kind of say this same with Family Guy. Family Guy came out when I was still a child. But the Simpsons were like a staple, you know, to the point where like when I was growing up, especially towards the late 90s, you waited for Sunday's episode mm-hmm. of The Simpsons to come on, you know, yeah. before Fox was doing their, was it called animation domination? Mm-hmm. You know, The Simpsons coming on, especially at Halloween time with Treehouse of Horror and stuff. Oh, and my gosh. There was just not a better show on TV. And, you know, when you get Seth MacFarlane coming onto the scene and doing something like Ameri- or, uh, Family Guy and you know, people were thinking like, there's no way, like there's no way that they're going to overtake the Simpsons and holy shit. They may not have overtaken them, but they cemented themselves as, you know, neck and neck with that show. It's something to be said for them because initially they got canceled, but there was such an outcry for them. um, Especially once reruns started on like uh, uh, adult swim to bring them back that Fox was like, Oh shit, there is an audience for this. And they brought it back. And now here we are, they've been going for uh, what over 20 years or maybe not quite 20 years, but uh, family guy. What, ni- ni- 1999 is when they premiered. So yeah, is I guess we are just, just about 20 years. Yeah. But they're two iconic TV families. And I thought it'd be fun to pair Holy them up to be like, shit. who would win in a fight? Cause they both have basically had violence. Yeah, it happened in all of them. So I know my answer. I'll take the easy route on this one. Do you know what you're going to do and why it's family guy? I mean, as much as I want to stick with my diehard love of the long running Simpsons, there's too many aspects that are like Lisa's a pacifist. Um, I didn't think about that. Chris is a freaking sociopath who's going to grow up to be a Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. The fact that Brian the dog is sentient and knows how to drive a car, he's probably going to beat the shit out of Santa's little helper. Santa's little helper has stands no chance. No chance. And Maggie's just, I mean, Stewie's a genius who can yeah. time travel and teleport. Literally, and Stewie is the reason for this win. Because... Homer and Peter, if you look at it like this, Homer and Peter, they're pretty level. Like they're yeah, oh, they're level. Yeah. 100%. Now, Lois and Marge, if you guys remember Lois's boxing episode where she goes on a beat the shit out of everybody spree, she probably kicking the shit out of March. I mean, Marge has got anger issues. Yeah, but so does Lois and a right hook. And then you go to what? Boxing versus bowling. Boxing's probably going to (laughs) win. You go to Meg and Lisa. Yeah. Now, this is where I think Lisa might be able to win. Because Lisa's smart. Meg, not so smart. But she's tough. Yeah, well, it's because she's done nothing but take a beating her entire life. 
<laughs> literally and figuratively. <laughs> but then you got Chris and Bart. You know, Bart, I Oof. think, I don't know. I think Chris beats the shit out of Bart, too. He's, you know, he's, he's got the size advantage and just the fact that he is going to be a serial killer. Like and he's, he's emotional, older. you know, Bart's and, not so emotional. And Bart's, you know, he's more about the innocent pranks where, you know, I feel like Chris probably harms small animals just to feel something. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really kind of puts him to perspective. Oh, but for the last one. Stewie is the reason that any family wins. You know, (laughs) Stewie, again, super genius, can go back in time, has fucking laser guns. You know, he could literally erase all of the Simpsons history from history. But it really kind of makes you think about the Simpsons as a whole and how, like, wholesome the Simpsons were. Like, they were a, a typical American family where you look at Family Guy is like a little sadistic. Like they're pretty bad when it comes to like family oriented things. For me, like I'll always have a love for the Simpsons because of what it was when I was growing up. That being said, the Simpsons started before I was born and I was 10 when family guy came out, you know, like I was almost not allowed to watch family guy and probably didn't get half the jokes. Yeah. Stewie's always been a little fucking maniac. You know, and, you know, you're Something right on the Chris aspect. I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, the Griffins are beating the shit out of the Simpsons. I mean, yeah, in an all-out brawl. <laughs> I just feel bad for Santa's Santa's little helper. Yeah, because he's he's just like, nope, I'm good. I'm nope, I ain't messing with that. Even if yeah. you threw in Snowball, Snowball two, the cat, and had the cat, uh, Santa's little helper, and Snowball two versus Brian. I still think Brian's just going to jump in his Prius and run him over, you know? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> either that or he's going to be shit-faced drunk, you know? But Brian also has a problem with cats. And so, like, where his problem wouldn't be with Santa's Little Helper, and Santa's Little Helper is a fucking idiot. So he just walked yeah. up to him and, like, Mike Tyson punch out Santa's Little Helper, and then now it's just a cat. And Brian's like a dog at heart. So he's going to fuck yep. that cat up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that one's one that like, it it really, Stewie really is the uh, the deciding factor in something like that. Yeah. Sadly. Agreed. How that is the baby? That's pretty easy. Yeah. How is the baby? How's the baby going to fuck everyone up? How's, how? I mean, Maggie's got potential. She has but- potential. But that potential doesn't mean against anybody uh, who, you know, he, Stewie outright tries to kill his mom, like, Cost several him. times. Where yeah. You're like, oh, this whole family is He murders up. hundreds of people through the running of that show. Yeah. Don't, don't do him wrong, because no. he will wicked things. Yeah. That whole family is just a bunch of serial Oof, Yeah, I'm going to have to go watch some TV. <laughs> um, Palette. On that note, you got anything else you want to add before we wrap this hell of a show up? No, man. It's been a weird, wild ride for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, again, I did. S- there was so much news coming out. Um, and we probably won't be so news heavy next week. And I would like to dive into some more nostalgia stuff. Uh, that being said, 
if you guys do want to watch, I am going to start playing South Park for the N64 on stream. Um, I just want to remind you guys to go like, subscribe, and join the Facebook page. Um, we are going to try to do a live stream on the Facebook page for the podcast. Uh, that will be discussed a little bit further. But I do stream on that page as well. I also stream on Twitch TV slash Tobytope. And you guys can always find me on Instagram at RetroNamapod. Yeah, and you can follow me on most socials under Serial Kilter. Facebook is definitely the go-to place. And I think we're going to close it up the way we do every week with the weird question of the week. And this one's appropriate since our who would win is a sitcom families. Which animated sitcom world would you want to live in? I.e. The Simpsons, Family Guy, etc. Futurama. This is actually really exciting. I'm excited about this question. When yeah. I read this question, I was like, yo, this one's going to be a discussion in the next yes. one. That being said, we appreciate you guys for joining us. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and if you feel the need to leave us a five-star review on iTunes, it does very help very much. We do appreciate it, and you write something good, and you never know. It'll end up on the show. We want to thank you guys for joining in, and we will catch you next week on the Retro Nama Pod. Good night.